This is the 401 Podcast. Join Rhode Island sports journalist and basketball scribe Kevin McNamara with guests from the Ocean State sports scene and beyond. Now, here's your host, Kevin McNamara. Hello and welcome to the 401 Podcast on Kevin Mac Sports. I'm your host, Kevin McNamara. Thank you for joining me. Well, few things are more Rhode Island than baseball in the summer. And for nearly 50 years, that meant the Pawtucket Red Sox and McCoy Stadium. I went to games as a boy with my father and brothers. I think the pitcher in that first game I ever saw was Don Ossie. A-A-S-E. Look him up. I went to games in high school to watch high school football, high school baseball, played in a high school football game at McCoy, and then started a professional career where I covered literally hundreds of games as a sports writer at the old ball yard. Well, now it sits empty. It's a Rhode Island political disaster of epic proportions in my mind. The short-sightedness of naysayers in the public and the press who lacked the vision of what the Paw Sox were selling in a new stadium in downtown Pawtucket is truly mind-boggling. This ownership group was ready to spend more money in downtown Pawtucket for any development in the history of the city, and it didn't happen. Here's the stat to remember. The Poor Sox were ultimately chased to Worcester because House Speaker Nick Mattiello changed an agreed-upon deal that the team had with Governor Raimondo and the Rhode Island State Senate that would have asked the state and city of Pawtucket for about $40 million. Well, after the team balked when the House changed the deal with no negotiation, Pawtucket started to scramble. Well, there will be no baseball at McCoy. There may never be any sports at McCoy again, but there will be minor league soccer in the city. And what did the state leaders happily give fortuitous partners for the Tidewater Landing Soccer Stadium and development? $46 million, or basically the same amount of money that they wouldn't give a 50-year partner with long-standing roots in the community. Well, hey, that's the General Assembly for you. On this week's 401 podcast, I'm happy to welcome Larry Lacchino. He's the chairman and principal owner of the Worcester Red Sox. Larry took the bullets fired at him from the public and the politicians for three years, and he nearly kept AAA baseball in Rhode Island. In the end, the team couldn't trust Rhode Island's politicians and didn't see them as deserving partners. As Lacchino said in accepting Worcester's welcome embrace, his mother once told him, go somewhere where you are wanted, not where there is controversy and opposition. Well, very pleased to welcome Larry Lacchino to the 401 podcast. Uh, Larry is the chairman and principal owner of the Worcester Red Sox. And uh, I'll stop right there, Larry, before I uh, give any more of your bio. Uh, thanks for joining me. And uh, I'm sure you're ready for some baseball up in Worcester these days. Kevin, absolutely we are. And uh, I think we're all ready for some baseball after the last couple of years. And the regularity of baseball will uh, go a long way towards uh, helping us get through this uh post-pandemic period. Absolutely. So Larry is a Red Sox, Boston Red Sox Hall of Famer after serving as the president and CEO for 14 years, uh, just a glorious run-up in Boston with three World Series titles. Larry was on the team that saved and enhanced Fenway Park, all that we love about the ballpark right now, and established a Major League Baseball record for consecutive sellouts uh, while he was there as well. Uh, but, Larry, we're talking about the present these days, and uh, I can imagine the excitement around the opening of Polar Park on May 11th. 
Uh, when we're speaking today, the team is wrapping up its opening series down in Trenton. But uh, can you just speak to your employees and your staff and how excited everyone is about getting the ball rolling? Boy, that is uh, an understatement, to be sure. We are we are so excited. Um, it's uh, every opening day, Kevin, brings uh, with it some kind of excitement and some kind of joy and some kind of optimism. Now, this one is uh, is twice that, of course, because we we're opening uh, a new ballpark in Polar Park, and we're opening a, a new chapter in the Red Sox AAA saga. This time with the uh, Worcester Red Sox. Now, people are working extremely hard. In fact, I'm spending much of the day yesterday. I spent most of the day yesterday trying to think of a way to reward people after the opening. Uh, 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 week, uh, the opening week and the opening, uh, the homestand because people are working extraordinarily hard. I left the ballpark last night around nine o'clock and nine thirty, and the place was still full of, uh, employees. Actually, I should call them Woosox employees. That's right. Yeah. To the point where I understand the ballpark is, it, it's, it's finished. It's, it's certainly welcome, welcoming, uh, fans next week, but it won't really be finished until maybe a few months more. They're, they're truly doing work. I, I think that's an important point, yeah. Kevin. It's an important point, uh, uh, the, to recognize that the ballpark will be ready for play, to be sure, because we've been playing games on it. We have a game, uh, in preparation for, for the opening on Tuesday, uh, to get the, uh, kinks out of the machinery, so to speak, but it won't be finished. There will be elements of the ballpark that will not be finished. That's a reaction to the uh, uh, schedule during a pandemic, mm. seven-week shutdown, and uh, uh, various other problems we had with communications and other things during the uh, course of the preparation for the ballpark. But in, in some ways, it will be interesting to people because they will see the ballpark on uh, opening day without uh, Summit uh, Summit Street uh, being finished, the street fair out in uh, right field. They'll see the ballpark on opening day without the berm in left field being completed, but they will still have the legitimate baseball playing uh, uh, experience uh, to enjoy uh, because th- those things are really in the outfield or beyond the outfield. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get into that a little bit more in just a bit, but, you know, Larry, I've uh, in my time at the Providence Journal, I always made sure to see the Paw Sox as many times as I could. And uh, when you came on the scene with Jim Skeffington in, in 2015, uh, I, I, I was so excited about the possibilities in Rhode Island. I'm, I'm a Rhode Islander. This is the 401 podcast. We're excited about the possibility uh, either at McCoy Stadium and then in downtown, uh, both Providence and Pawtucket. We'll flesh that out a little bit, but I do want you to reflect on your friend Jim Skeffington and how he gets you involved in, in the Pawtucket Red Sox. And, well, and now, it, was, yeah. uh, it was kind of a two-way street. I got Jim involved, and he, got, he introduced me in exchange to the joys and charms and uh, advantages of Rhode Island. Uh-huh. Uh, but um, um, I was still the uh, president and CEO in 2015 with the Red Sox when the team came for sale, the AAA team came for sale. And uh, we retained Jim, who was a super lawyer, as you all know, uh, we retained Jim to uh, look at whether we, uh, the Red Sox, should acquire the team. And uh, he was uh, he looked at it and thought, uh, saw the enormous potential for growth if it were in the right facility, in the right place, under the right lease, et cetera, and uh, was determined that we could do something 
for Rhode Island in the process, and we were determined to make it work in Rhode Island. That is, I think, uh, something that the uh, your listeners should be well aware of. We were committed to Rhode Island. We wanted to make it work in Rhode Island. We had, had more than half our partners were from Rhode Island, and um, we were determined and planned to do things in Rhode Island. It's just uh, not everything you plan can come about because of uh, – the situation in Rhode Island that preceded us involving uh, Kurt Schilling because of the uh, uh, general skepticism uh, that, well, maybe a whole sorts of reasons, political mm-hmm. infidelity. A lot of things uh, happened in Rhode Island that uh, precluded us from doing so. So we had an exclusive couple of year uh, relationship with Rhode Island that said we won't talk to anybody else. And we did not. We ignored the pleas from about 16 or 18 different uh, cities and towns around New England. Only after uh, the uh, House of uh, Representatives in, in uh, Rhode Island declined to accept the agreement that had been reached with the governor and the, uh, and the Senate uh, did we uh, exhaust our possibilities in Rhode Island. And uh, I was sorry about that. That's not the kind of uh, uh, <coughs> departure we would have preferred. Mm-hmm. It's not the kind of outcome we would have preferred. But uh, we were fortunate that Worcester uh, was uh, very eager to have us. They had been a bridesmaid a couple of times before when uh, leases expired in, in Rhode Island. And uh, uh, I'm not sure they believed that we were serious because Jim was such a uh, um, Rhode Island institution and, uh, and the ownership of our club was so full of Rhode Islanders, prominent Rhode Islanders, that... Uh, I'm not sure they believed that this was not going to be but another example of that. Um, but the truth is we exhausted our Rhode Island possibilities and then began to look into Worcester, and every dimension we looked into was uh, promising, including the fact that they really, really wanted us. Mm. It was nice after uh, a lot of uncertainty and, uh, in Rhode Island. Uh, there, was, uh, there was a clear, unequivocal uh, basis for support in uh, Worcester. You said a lot there, Larry, and uh, you, enca- you encapsulated three years of uh, twist turns and I'm sure an awful lot of pain in, in, in that statement. But just to flesh it out uh, a tiny bit for people who are unaware, uh, Jim Skeffington had a dream of uh, the ballpark in downtown Providence. By the way, it's a space that still sits largely empty. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, un- unfortunately, he passed away while jogging near his home in Barrington. Just an awful loss for us here in Rhode Island, and, and I know for for both uh, yourself and, and, and myself and my family. Um, McCoy was falling apart. We shifted to Bar- uh, to a Pawtucket. The ballpark at Slater Mill was was a great idea. I thought uh, the, the team had what they thought was was an agreement with Governor Gina Raimondo and Senate President Dominic Ruggiero and. Uh, late in the spring of 2018, the House, namely Nick Mattiello, changed the deal in the final days of the budget year. And you start talking to Worcester, and two months later, it's a deal. Uh, and I'm wondering, have I can imagine that you moved on. Now that you're ready to play in Worcester, now we see you know, people in Rhode Island saying, well, it's too bad the Paw Sox left. Uh, it, 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 I scratch my head. It, it's two years in the making, and yet obviously the pain is still there to some extent. Well, you know, in a way, that's a good thing. There was a uh, connection between the, the Paw Sox and Rhode Island that uh, transcended 50 years uh, together, much of it under uh, 
quintessential Rhode Islander, Ben Mondor, mm. and uh, Mike Tamburo, Mike, who is still with us uh, to this day. Uh, they they, they um, led the uh, revival of the team and led it to its finest days. But uh, the fact that there still is uh, some kind of residual connection between those uh, fans and the team is something we hope to uh, enjoy over the next couple of years. And we cordially invite our, our friends in the 401 area code to come up and, uh, and join us. We're at the other end of the Blackstone Valley. We haven't moved out of market. And uh, we hope uh, our friends down there will uh, continue to come. In fact, we've got some preferences and biases built into the ticket system to favor uh, season ticket holders from, um, from uh, Rhode Island. In any event, it's going to be an exciting season, exciting uh, in part because the uh, public health issue will have receded enough for us to get back to something near normal. But uh, it won't be normal uh, yet. Then we have we are under government restrictions as to capacity, and we are we still have the uh, legacy of uh, building during a pandemic. To in, in order to uh, now we must complete the project. So there are ongoing implications of it. But it's a good sign that the um, uh, states are healthy enough and um, comfortable enough to proceed with something approaching normality. Let's take a break from the 401 podcast and hear what's new with our friends at Haxton's Liquors. Spring has finally arrived, and with social distancing regulations relaxing around Rhode Island, it's time to head to Haxton's Liquors on Bald Hill Road in Warwick and check out their great party deals. Haxton's has everything you need, all the top wines and spirits, plenty of beer, a huge selection of spiked seltzers, and all the mixers. Haxton's is always ready to serve you, So stop in and see my friends, Tim and Bobby Haxton. They do an excellent job with air filtration in their giant store. So mask up and say hello to the Haxtons. We're thrilled that they are proud sponsors of Kevin Mack Sports. Larry, I want you to talk about uh, the the curveball that the the pandemic threw, not only the team, but uh, the city of Worcester and, and the state. And, you know, this deal has had some now cost overruns. Uh, mainly because of the pandemic. Uh, Talk about a difficult circumstance to create a new product in a a downtown that's, you know, was really excited to get you guys. But now, you know, the the word now is that, you know, the ballpark is one of the most expensive in minor league history. uh, And yet the state and the city, I understand, and your partners have been, uh, you know, very cooperative and understanding and just want to get this uh, ballpark up and running. I think that's right. The standards are always very high. The people working on this ballpark, Tad uh, Marie Smith, Charles Steinberg, um, the uh, architects, uh, even the uh, construction people, were people with broad experience. And our opportunity to build something that was uh, first class and exceptional for, for Worcester, which is what they asked for, what they really wanted to have to mm-hmm. cap off an ongoing renaissance. Um, and uh, and of course, uh, planning and building during the pandemic brought its own costs and difficulties along with it. So the largest part, I mean, the ballpark is going to cost about 116, 118 million dollars somewhere in that uh, neighborhood when it's all said and done. And uh, much of the cost has to do with um, land acquisition around the ballpark and uh, other kinds of relocation of uh, of people. And that will enable um, the uh, ballpark to be the kind of 
economic and real estate catalyst that uh, the city was hoping for, because we took a brownfield in a uh, in a part of downtown Worcester, and I think are uh, accentuating or accelerating the development of that uh, of the area, the groundfield and the uh, the brownfield and the area around it. Uh, your Rhode Island partners, uh, by the way, I'll always say that Jim Skeffington Jr. is a Rhode Islander, although he lives up there in the Boston area. But uh, Bill, uh, he is a Rhode Islander. No I question. Talked to him recently. <laughs> uh, I guess yesterday at the ballpark uh, yeah. last night. Still a very active uh, owner in our group. Sure. Uh, and uh, we're, we're lucky to have him. Uh, Bill Egan from Newport. Uh, Habib. Gorgie from Providence, uh, Terry Murray and Tom Ryan from Narragansett, Paul Salem, uh, uh, Worcester's own Paul Salem from from Barrington. You talked about the development. I, I know that that's a real focus for all of your partners uh, going forward. Uh, I would imagine that's been set back a little bit by the pandemic as well, but, it it, it, but it's it great has. opportunity. Uh, well, I think you're going to find in the next week or so the uh, development is going to uh, begin um, – uh, or the uh, construction on the development will begin in earnest. And a lot of people were skeptical that we could complete this thing uh, uh, during the pandemic and we sort of took a wait-and-see attitude towards the development. But I think that uh, once we are open and functioning and successful and drawing hundreds of thousands of people into that part of, uh, of uh, Worcester, that it will be a... Uh, um, it will be a, a, a gun going off telling people that this is real, this is happening. Uh, let's proceed with the development that's related to it. Let's take a break from our conversation with the Woo Sox, Larry Lacchino, and hear from our friends at Manscaped. Flowers are blooming, the grass is growing, and it's time to chop the weeds. Thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped, you can trim your holes safely and efficiently. Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for our audience. Use code KMAC, that's K-M-C, to get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the other 2 million men that trust Manscaped. They're here to make sure you are trimmed and smelling nice. After all, it is time for some spring cleaning. Manscaped has the best tools to get you nice and smooth just in time for swimsuit season. When getting ready for the beach, we've all had our fair share of embarrassing stories. Whether it's hair growing in places that it has no business growing, or trimmers getting caught in the most painful of places, Manscaped is here for you. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to, delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Complete your grooming game this spring with the new Refined Cologne, signature scent by Manscaped. This stuff is legit and will have you smelling like royalty. The cologne is light, approachable, and gentlemanly in all the right ways. You'll be the talk of the next quarantine hangout. So smell good and feel good this spring by doing yourself a favor and always using the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code KMAC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code KMC at manscaped.com. It's spring cleaning, baby, and your balls will thank you. Okay, Larry, this should have been the first question, but I'll make it the last. Uh, you're a baseball guy, and the Woo Sox have some prospects. Uh, Mike, yes, yes, uh, we do. P- please tell some people about the guys you, you're excited about. Well, uh, the guys I'm, uh, I'm excited about a number of our, of, of our players. Jared Duran, the outfielder, is certainly one. Uh, Connor Seabolt, the pitcher, is another. Uh, they're gonna, uh, there'll be a uh, picture of, of about four or five of our prime prospects. 
But what's even more exciting than the uh, those prospects, which you can only hope about, uh, mm. is the uh, is the philosophy of Chaim Bloom, the uh, president of baseball operations for the Red Sox. He believes fully in player development with his heart and soul, and he believes in the uh, importance of uh, players playing at the AAA level and honing their skills. So uh, uh, it hasn't always been the case uh, with the Red Sox, uh, but I will tell you that uh, his philosophy and the uh, long-term benefit of building your own, growing your own, drafting your own, keeping your own, uh, will benefit uh, the Worcester Red Sox and will benefit the Boston Red Sox. And I think that uh, we're lucky to have a GM with his perspective um, at this time. I should say a president of baseball operations with his perspective. That's great. No, you're right. The, the best prospects oftentimes go from double A almost right to the majors, but uh, it, Bloom's been outspoken about getting them you know, some serious time at the AAA level, which you know we all know the Red Sox for 20 years, uh, so many Pawtucket Red Sox have gone back and forth on that Route 95. Now I guess it's uh, what's the fastest way to Boston? Just get on the pike and, and you're right there, right? Route 90. It's a mass turnpike, Route 90. That's it. Now it's the turnpike about shuttle. About 45, maybe 55 minutes. That's it. That's it. Well, Larry, I, I know I'm going to pop in sometime next week. I can't wait to see Polar Park and really appreciate you joining me on the 401 podcast. Great, Kevin, thank you. It's nice to talk to, talk to you after uh, all your years of covering us. Thank you. Well, that's it for this week's 401 podcast. Thanks, as always, to producer extraordinaire Kevin Collins and to Larry Lacchino. I know the hurt in baseball fans' hearts is deep, but trust me, Rhode Islanders, Worcester isn't that far away. Give the Woo Sox a try. It will blow away McCoy Stadium. Thanks, as always, to our sponsors at Manscaped and Haxton's Liquors. We are now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Buzzsprout. Subscribe on whatever platform you enjoy most. Tell your friends and shoot us a like. And look for the next edition of the 401 Podcast with Kevin McNamara. Thanks for listening to the 401 Podcast with Kevin McNamara. Get the 411 on the sports scene in the 401 by subscribing to the 401 Podcast from KevinMacSports.com.